an MG midget pulled alongside a Rolls Royce at the traffic light. Do you have a car phone? Its driver asked the guy in the Rolls. Of course I do, replied the haughty deluxe car driver. Well, do you have a fax machine? asked the midget driver. The driver in the Rolls sighed. I have that too. Then do you have a double bed in the back? The midget driver wanted to know. Ashen faced, the Rolls driver sped off. That afternoon, he had a double bed put in the back of his car. <laughs> a week later, the Rolls driver passed the same MG midget, which was parked by the side of the road. The back windows of the MG were fogged up, and steam was pouring out. The Rolls driver pulled over, got out of the car, and banged on the window, and the driver stuck out his head. I want you to know that I had a double bed installed in my car, bragged the Rolls driver. The MG driver looked at him unimpressed. You got me out of the shower just to tell me that, he said. Yes, well, it's a ridiculous story to expose a ridiculous situation. However, there is a drive in each one of us to be number one, isn't there? Ask any teenager, any youth group that I have had some contact with, and they will tell you that I am not always the prim and proper lady when it comes to 10-pin bowling because I like being number one, and I like my score being higher than everybody else's. I'm ferocious in the bowling alley. Today is Children's Sabbath. 2006 marks the annual Children's Sabbath, an event sponsored by the Children's Defense Fund and supported by the Episcopal Church of the United States of America. Its aim is to unite religious congregations of all faiths across the nations in common concern for children and commitment to improving their lives and working for justice on their behalf. Through worship, educational programs, and congregational activities, we can affirm what our parishes already do for children while inspiring new actions and commitments to new efforts to meet the needs of children in each community, state, and our nation. Children's Sabbath is a time to look deeply at what our faith tradition says our responsibility is to nurture and protect children, a time for action that comes from faithful study and reflection. So with that in mind, I invite you to approach today's gospel reading. The theme of today's reading is about suffering. And this year we are to make the connection of this gospel reading to the suffering of our children. In response to James and John's request, Jesus asked if they were to drink, ready to drink the cup that he drinks and be baptized with the water he is baptized with. Now, the cup is a metaphor for suffering. 
recalling the blood that Jesus will shed, his anguished prayer to God that the cup might pass from him if God would will it. Approaching the text with community in mind, each of us should note that we are to take this metaphor and allow it to enter into our collective consciousness. Today we are asked to give public witness to God's righteousness and God's justice. Now, we are the wealthiest and best educated country in the world, so we say. And yet, hundreds of thousands of American children under the age of 11 go to bed without health care, go to bed and wake up hungry, and go through their daily lives without their basic needs being met. They are enduring unnecessary pain. They have illnesses that go untreated and their suffering is not being addressed. Personally, I find this incredible. I find it shameful because this suffering is preventable in America. Jesus had a compassionate heart and a deep abiding love for all people. And you will notice in scripture he always included the children. So why are hundreds and thousands of children in this nation without health care? And if we ignore this, does this mean that we are suffering from spiritual poverty? We are responsible for the message we send to children about God when their suffering is ignored. So how are we they to know that God is present in their suffering if we don't take care to reduce it? In all four Gospels and in several places in each one of them, the role of the servant leader is amplified again and again. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. In the chapter in Mark, Jesus told his disciples, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Now, thoughtful, concerned people will connect the dots. How do we explain to the one who sent us the servant leader that America ranks 26th in infant mortality in the world? Does this shock you? Because I can tell you it shocked me. How do we address the fact that out of every nine children, one of them has no health care, no insurance that will enable the parent to take a child to a doctor? Are we short-circuiting our relationship with God by not addressing this issue to take care of the poorest and the least powerful? our children. None of us has to be millionaires. None of us has to have a PhD in order to be an effective servant leader. What each of us must possess is a heart that is full of God's grace, a heart that is compassionate, stubborn, and determined about the well-being of our children. We must be generous with our love. That love with a capital L will affect how we speak to and act 
on the issue of how the children are cared for and cared about. I have seven grandchildren, two granddaughters and five grandsons. I adore them. I spoil them rotten, and I send them right back to Reading and North Andover. <laughs> However, it is clear to me that today's text is reminding me that that child who is not my grandchild is still my responsibility because, you see, this is an issue of justice for all children. It is important to make the connection from the biblical text to the social ethics as they pertain to each one of us. You and I are being called to use our very gifts and talents to change the structures in the systems that are hurting our children, failing our children. Being a person of faith is not always easy. It can be discouraging to have to continuously speak up and act on behalf of the disenfranchised. But you know, the poor children in Maine and in Vermont and Massachusetts and in Appalachia and in any city and town anywhere in America cannot be advocates for themselves. Many children cannot learn to read because there is no money to purchase the eyeglasses so that they can see the printed word. And then they're called slow or stupid. So how do they cope? How can we help the child who is not able to concentrate in class because they are not feeling well and there is no money for a doctor's fee or for the prescription for antibiotics? As a faith-filled community, we cannot afford to be preoccupied with self, the truth. The truth is that pictures of third world children can be taken in any town in the United States of America. Our charge is to live into the covenant, into the covenant we have with God and accept the responsibility for bringing hope and healing to our children. The future of this society, the future of this church will be impacted by how we gather and translate our faith in the community and in the world on behalf of the least powerful. At Trinity, we will begin a conversation, working our way to finding solutions. We can share and embrace our love and our compassion for children, whether they be your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, the children next door. We have provided you with a beginning tool, so please, I beg you to please make sure that you make the time to use the daily devotions we have prepared. They look like this. They're in the basket right there. Each day you will read a devotion and you will reflect. That's the beginning of our conversation. We have a whole year to get it together to figure out what our project will be in 2007. Be intentional about using this tool. Meditate and pray for the wisdom to live into our baptismal covenant that covenant which encourages us to respect the dignity of every human being. Again and again I say that includes our children. And remember that when people of faith are dedicated to an issue of justice, we know that change happens. 
So let us be dedicated to bringing hope and healing to the least powerful in this society. May I suggest that we might run the risk of bringing a smile to the one who sent us the number one gift, the servant leader, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.